Hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-Bags podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as a can of Arizona iced tea. Which it really does match your I shirt. I look like today. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, That's fine. It's accurate. Uh, this guy, I don't know what you'd be, like a can of Coke or something. <laughs> he's a tall drink of water is what he is. Is this he's like the, the Dr. Pepper color? Yeah, it's Dr. Pepper-ish. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a pepper. Uh, and his he's also a Thunderstick. He's the Jesse Freeman. It's unfortunate because I, I personally think the Dr. Pepper tastes like uh, carbonated uh like medicine you know like Ooh, uh, like, yeah. like tylenol when you take it out of like when you're a kid and you and you drink like the liquid version <laughs> of it awful. And yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's my opinion of dr pepper well, it's a slight step above that that is what most sodas were at one point am i am i wrong like they were when you what? look at the, yeah when you look at like the 1930s ads they were usually made for some sort of uh, as some sort of cure-all or to oh, make you feel better sure. or something before they were just known as Sugar water, basically. I mean, that's essentially what they are now. Very expensive sugar water at times, of course. But this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Welcome in, everyone. Thank you guys for being here. Yes, uh, there is breaking news that Shintaro Fujinami has signed with the Oakland A's. I didn't really think that he was going to land here in Arizona, despite the fact that they were linked to him at one point, right? Yeah, yeah. I. I think that after the D-backs brought in Scott McGuff, which they did back in mid-December, it seemed a little bit far-fetched, honestly. It'd be a bold move, frankly, to have two back-end relievers coming from overseas. There's just a lot of risk there. Um, I think Scott McGuff could be a great addition for the D-backs bullpen, and I think, you know, Shintaro Fujinami could have been as well. What really is interesting to me, though, Derek, is that apparently the A's are planning to use Fujinami in their starting rotation, um, which is not something that most of the scouting reports that I've read about him say, you know, you you could you could use him as a starter, um, but he didn't throw that many innings uh, last year and he hasn't necessarily been used as a starter in, in his recent days overseas either. So that's a really bold move. Uh, from the Oakland A's to to come out and you know put him in that spot. Most teams seem to view him as a reliever. There's no way for me to say this without it sounding like it's insulting the Athletics. But is there? I mean, why are they even making moves? Like it doesn't <laughs> feel like they're trying very hard to even field a baseball team. I mean, they signed they signed Drew Rusinski. Like I'm they're all, they're I'm just they're signing it. they're signing yeah. all these guys from over like that are kind of like wild cards, right? Yeah, like yeah. like Rusinski, I think is. It's actually card, really, really, he's really interesting, honestly. I, I wondered if the D-backs might be interested in, in him. He kind of has a similar story to Merrill Kelly a little bit. Um, but yeah, this is this is interesting. Fujinami uh, last year pitched in the Japanese equivalent of the minor leagues for 40 and two-thirds innings last year. He also pitched 66 and two-thirds innings um, with the equivalent of the, the major leagues over there, the, the NPB. Um, he had a 3.38 ERA with the NPB. He had a 1.77 ERA with their equivalent of the minor league. So pretty good numbers. Uh, the story with Fujinami has been that the command has, has kind of come and gone over the years. Um, in recent years, it's done a lot more going than than coming. Um, but this year, he sort of recovered that. And, um, you know, that's why he was he was posted by his team. And uh, we don't know the, the contract details just yet. But um, but yeah, I mean, it should be an interesting opportunity to see what he can do uh, here in here in the States. Um, and here's another thing is, is that, again, no knock on the Oakland A's because I know that they, again, are trying to still be a team. But we talked about them relocating. We talked about a lot of stuff. So um, I, I can only imagine how difficult it is to still try to run that team in, in a way as, yeah. as a front office where you are trying to continue to make them competitive and try to make them a better team when the outlook on them is so 
Uh, I mean, they've dusty, just they've just say. gutted. I mean, they've just gutted. You know, like Sean Murphy obviously is is not there. A lot of people don't feel good at all about the A side of of that trade. Um, I think the A's might have gotten the the worst part of that trade. Maybe the Brewers won that trade when it's all said and done. But uh, yeah, they've they've gutted a, a lot of you know their their marquee players, the players that they seem to be building around. Um, but I mean, yeah, they're bringing in guys like Fujinami who are interesting. I mean, I'm fascinated to see what Fujinami looks like in a, in a big league rotation. There's uh, a lot of different things that could happen. Uh, the, the A's don't necessarily, uh, you're not going to know exactly what you're going to get here, but, um, but yeah, I mean, he was compared to Shohei Otani, you know, when he was in high school. So it's, for, it's for whatever, for whatever, for whatever that's worth, it was a long time ago, but, uh, not a, not a bad comp. Brett says this is basically just another regular off season for Billy Bean. Well, you know, they definitely have their type at times and they go after uh, their type. And this is Shintaro Fujinami. Uh, his his main uh, uh, his main def- default is that he, he used to be like Shohei Otani, but isn't anymore. So they're going to see if they can get him back to that point. Uh, another guy that had a major default and it's now with his team uh, is Carlos Correa because his physical with the Twins is somehow complete. Are we sure? I don't know. Do we know? I don't know. Uh, it seems like his six-year deal with Minnesota is official and is going to be made official shortly. Uh, I still don't believe it's going to happen. I still think <laughs> I still think his value is going to plummet. He's going to somehow end up as an Arizona Diamondback, but that's just you just know that the Detroit Tigers are just are just they're just waiting, waiting in to, the wings. to swoop they in are. right now. They really yeah. are. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, Edwin, you said a, a friend a friend of the Diamondbacks ended up. There after being DFA'd by Arizona. Uh, another guy that has moved on that we are so thankful to see move on is Brandon Belt from mm. the San Francisco Giants. He has signed a deal with the Toronto Blue Jays and he can no longer hurt us. Uh, Jesse, looking at his stats, Brandon Belt, uh, he, he does have some teams that he's played obviously much uh, much less frequently that he has a, a better batting average against. Sure. And uh, he does tend to really torture the Colorado Rockies in all of his plate appearances. But uh, a thorn in the Diamondback side for years, nonetheless. A uh, 272 career hitter uh, with an 834 OPS in uh, basically uh, a full season almost against the Arizona Diamondbacks. 152 yeah. games. Yeah, 595 plate appearances, 20 homers, 68 RBIs. Honestly, looking at these numbers, I was surprised they weren't better. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brandon Belt is just, I think it might be that he's just had a lot of big hits against the D-backs. Like, there have just been a lot of yeah. big late-game home runs um, that really shifted the outcomes of, of some key games over the years, and I think that's what we all have on, in our heads when sure. we think about Brandon Belt. But yeah, I mean, 272, 365, 469. No, nothing wrong with those numbers. He still, you know, has been better against the D-backs in his career uh, than against the rest of the league. So I don't think uh, D-backs fans will be too, too, too sad to see uh, Brandon Belt moving to the far off uh, American League East. He, he's basically uh, he, he's basically hitting just below what he would hit against uh, uh, the average. What is that? Uh, pitchers uh, below above 500, below 500. Um, but he's he's right there just tormenting the Diamondbacks. And I mean, realistically, one thing we've talked about is the moves that the D-backs have made uh, this offseason and how satisfied. Yesterday we brought up how satisfied we both kind of were with the moves they made. It's hard it's hard not to be. I mean, you don't yeah. expect a lot out of this team. And I think they delivered uh, in the ways that we expected them to improve. I think they exceeded those expectations. And if you want to throw the rumors and the free agents that they were attached to, it was much bigger names than we thought that they would be offering, you know, a deal to. But uh, one of the biggest things that might improve the outlook for the 2023 season might just be the number of players 
that moved on from the NL West. Now, Jacob and I were talking today about how, you know, the Diamondbacks just won't be playing the NL West nearly as much as they as they have yeah, in the past. Right. If you go back and look at their losses last year, especially their records against the Dodgers and the Padres, there were a lot of losses to those two teams in particular. Now, what, they have 13 games against them 13. this season? Uh, just like Brandon Belt can't hurt us anymore, the NL West can't really hurt the Diamondbacks as badly anymore. But if you want to look within the NL West, there are a lot of big names that have left. A lot of names that, again, much like Brandon Belt, are kind of thorns in the side to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Cody Bellinger, no longer here. Carlos Correa, <laughs> not in the NL West. Trey Turner, uh, Brandon Belt, Justin Turner, Joey Gallo, Tyler Anderson, Will Myers. Uh, Drixon Profar still hasn't signed, but hopefully he, he goes to. Uh, Sean Manaya, Josh Bell. There's just a bunch of names here uh, that have left the NL West. And yes, uh, there, there have been some key additions, but it yeah. doesn't feel like as many as we have seen uh, our rivals pick up in the past during free agency or during the offseason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it it's all it's a lot of this is because of the Dodgers, right? I right, mean they've just exactly. they've let a lot of guys walk and they brought in Noah Syndergaard on a one-year deal and you know JD Martinez on a one-year deal and other than that they just haven't done that much. Uh they seem to be in a kind of a a season of transition where they're looking to give some of their young guys some more opportunity. They're trying to stay under the luxury tax threshold as well. Um, so that, you know, maybe they're looking to, to get back into the market a little bit more aggressively next winter. But yeah, for this offseason, the Dodgers have been quiet and, you know, they're often the source of a lot of the movement that happens in the NOS. The Padres, you know, did the Xander Bogarts thing, um, which was a, which was a big move. I big mean, move. that's, that's a big addition to the NOS, but the Padres haven't been maybe quite as aggressive as we've seen them be in the past as well. They haven't made um, as many moves as we're used to seeing they, AJ Preller make every offseason. And, and they have to be a bit satisfied with the way things are lining up for them right now as it stands, right? So it's kind of like you, you, you can't continue to make moves. Sometimes it's baffling yeah. how teams like the Padres continue to add. We get used to it to the point that when they, when they don't, like the Dodgers are doing right now, we're kind of shocked. We talked about the Dodgers payroll and how it's just under that first initial threshold right now as it stands for the competitive balance tax. Yes. Maybe that's their plan. Maybe their key is to maybe take this maybe take this one year off and just see yeah. how some of their young prospects can maybe flourish at, at a major league level. I think I think we can say that pretty confidently that that is sort of what they're what they're looking to do. Um, and yeah, with I mean, with the Padres, like frankly, they didn't need to do much. I mean, yeah, they exactly. they're just utterly loaded. And I think Zips, I think had them as as being the best team in baseball record wise as far as their projections for for 2023 are concerned so yeah this isn't to say the nl west sucks or anything no, like that no no <laughs> we'll still, never uh, say that it's still a, a pretty pretty miserable place uh for the diamondbacks to to slot in but uh but yeah the, the silver lining here is that the padres appear to have maybe taken a step back and outside of adding one of the best free agents in baseball the padres didn't do much which i guess is good so uh there there you go <laughs> we, need to, we need to take a second and really acknowledge uh, Charles Woodall Pike's comment here. It is. Because, it is excellent. Yeah. Charles Woodall Pike said Canada needed a belt to hold, hold, help hold all the tools. <laughs> and I don't think a more perfect reply could have been uttered or written in the responses. So thank you for that. Charles, <laughs> you're the man. Uh, but yeah, it, it like you said, it's it's by no no stretch of the imagination is it that the NL West is going to be less competitive. It's just nice to see a lot of the great players in this 
division, go elsewhere, yeah. spread some of that, you know, kind of talent around the league and not have it concentrated against teams that the Diamondbacks have to play with such frequency. Right. Now, of course, though, that this happens, you know, during a year when they're not going to play the NL West nearly as much, but that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, the, the future, though, uh, really is exciting when you look. And yes, I know, I do look like a can of Arizona iced tea. I just, <laughs> I can't avoid looking this way, but I'm fine with it. Uh, most of the time I'm a snack, so I'm okay <laughs> with being a drink today. You know what I mean? um, this is the kind of quality content you get from watching this show. Make yourself a member while you're here. Of course, if you haven't done so already, grab yourself a membership over at gophnx.com. We will be talking more about the MLB hot stove. We will be talking more about free agency. Jesse will have some more wonderful pieces over there, not only uh, free and unlocked for everybody to read, but specifically for diehard members. You get a free piece of merchandise over at the phnxlocker.com, whether it's a hat or a shirt, every single year uh, that you're a member. And not only that, but you get access to our members-only Discord, which is the most uh, incredible place to be an Arizona sports fan. You also get discounts at all of our partners. You get discounts on our events, like our upcoming PHNX Four Peaks Tea Party coming this Friday. Not a lot of time left, but come on out and join us. We are going to be renting out the entire driving range, and we are going to be having ourselves a fun time out there. Uh, we are going to have a watch party with our friends from the PHNX Suns watching the Suns versus the Timberwolves. Hopefully it's the Suns team that we saw last night against the Timberwolves and not whatever the hell this team has been in the past uh, couple of weeks. But we also have food, drinks, merchandise. We're going to have all sorts of fun. Your entry fee not only gets you uh, unlimited range balls and the, hang out with us out there, uh, it will also get you a free hour of range time and golf balls to be used at Dobson Ranch Golf Course at a later date. Uh, we're also, we also have contest entries for the longest drive, putting challenges, highest score, and more. Our partners are going to be out there with some free food, including Chop Shop and Mountain Mike's, and beer samples from our friends at Four Peaks. Uh, of course, OGs will be out there because uh, everywhere I go, OGs goes, and vice versa. Everywhere OGs goes, I go. They're kind of getting sick of me, but then they like they shouldn't have put me in the newsletter, and then that's that's their fault. But <laughs> join us for our inaugural PHNX Tea Party because we're going to have a, a blast. Friday the 13th, uh, check the link in the description to reserve your spot right now. Um, prices just went down on that. So if you it's haven't had It's the last chance, day. Today's the last day. Get your tickets. Go right now. What are you waiting for? Just Get pause em. it. Or Get no, wait, leave us up. Go on another browser. You Get know how them. this works. But check the link in the description. Reserve your spot right now. And if you aren't going to be here with us, make sure to grab yourself some Four Peaks beer, wherever you get your beer. Drink it remotely in honor of the event. Uh, maybe hit some golf balls in your backyard if you can't be with us. Uh, and, and you know, keep it, keep it tuned right here because, of course, this is the place to watch all of our shows. We thank you guys for being here. PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you aren't subscribed already, make sure to do, do so. Uh, leave us comments. Leave us a thumbs up. Uh, subscribe. Uh, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. And, of course, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, uh, make sure to subscribe there as well and leave us a review. We thank you so much for the feedback. Uh, we like your feedback, and of course, we like giving feedback. Uh, we have been doing our best to make sure that all of the current Arizona Diamondbacks players, and even some of the ones that are now no longer with the team, get their 2022 season grades. And it is time for another edition of that, as we are grading our friend and young king Alec Thomas's 2022 season. Uh, I guess you could say that he had a very uh, hot debut. I don't, I don't feel like uh, he did. I feel like that first month was very exciting. It very much felt like Alec Thomas was going to stick around. And even as the season progressed, he went through his ups and downs. Still felt like he was going to just 
stay a part of the major league roster. That doesn't happen very often. Just due to options, yeah. uh, initial playing time, trying to work on some things. Minor league players don't typically get to like come up to the major league roster and just stay. They it's it's a it's a normal thing for them to go through the progressions of being sent back down and, and coming back up and all of that. Uh, I'm not really worried about how Alec Thomas ended his season, particularly. I think that they really did just want to try to get him some more work and try to get his uh some of his approaches at the plate maybe corrected. Um, but there were some things to talk about with his 2022 season. And Jesse, I will let you have the floor first. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, we can uh, we can put my my grades up there for our young king Alec Thomas. Um, as far as his hit tool is concerned, I'm I'm going with a C minus here. Um, I think it's interesting that you know you can look at Alec Thomas's numbers for the season and you're like, oh man, this this guy kind of struggled in in his rookie year, right? You know, he had 231, 275 on base, 344 slugging percentage. Those numbers aren't great, but as you just said. Uh, Alec Thomas was actually pretty good for for quite a while. Uh, it wasn't just you know a couple weeks or something. Um, his offensive numbers were average or above, as far as I can tell, through about August seventh, and he made his debut on May eighth. So for about three months, Alec Thomas was a league average, actually above league average hitter um, for for the majority of that time, and then you know from August seventh on through the rest of the season or the end of the season. You know, that's when he got sent down and, and the wheels just kind of came off. But, um, yeah, I'm going C- for, for the hit tool here. Um, Alec Thomas does put the ball in play uh, a good amount, um, but he hits a lot of ground balls. And that was that was sort of the, the, main, the main issue there. Um, his power, I'm going with a C- as well. He kind of showed it early on. I think it's always going to be a little more gap-to-gap for Thomas than, than maybe home run power. But um, that's certainly a tool that he has that, you know, hopefully will develop over time. One of the better base runners on the team, not necessarily stolen base wise, but I'm going B plus uh, on run. He was a gold glove finalist in center field, so can't really go anything other than at least an A as far as his fielding goes. Durability, I'm going A. Um, he was durable the, in, the entire season, hasn't really had any major injury issues so far in his young career. And then dogging him, Derek, I'm going to B plus wow. because that just that just feels that just feels wow. right. Wow, why? Are you saying that's like? Are you saying that's low? Is that yeah, what, I'm is saying that you're that's low. I want you to justify giving him a B plus. I, I think I think that the dog in him was clearly a plus out of the gate. Like it was, it was clearly there from day one. You know that sweet like opposite field double mm-hmm. off the wall that yeah. was his first big league hit. Yeah. You definitely saw it there. Some of those gold glove plays. Some of those gold glove plays. And then as the season went on, you know, I think that the dog in him, you know. It turned into a puppy. I don't know. Is that wow. does that make any sense? Um, but wow. but I but I I think it's you know I think there's a great Dane deep deep down in there somewhere oh. that, that is that is going to come out in the 2023 season. Yeah. Great so. Danes might be big, Jesse, but they're very <laughs> docile. So I'm going uh, I'm going. There's a chow inside of that. There's man. a chow. Okay. But uh, let's let's throw my my grade up there because I'm not too far off from where you were at. Uh, B minus, I think, um, for his hit, just because. Uh, he did show a lot of promise. He had very high maximum exit velocity. Um, but like you said, with the power, I can't go higher than a C. Um, overall, his average exit velocity was uh, below league average. Um, he struck out a lot, a high strikeout rate. Um, so just a couple of things there. Things that he could clean up, though, things that, of course, with experience. Michael in the in the chat says Alec Thomas is a player. who I look forward to seeing how they handle the world with no shifts. That's something very much I'm looking forward to. Absolutely. When it comes to Alec Thomas. Yeah. 
I don't think the power is really there. I don't think he's going to be a power guy, but I think he is going to get on base a lot. And that's uh, a lot of the reason why you see A's all down the rest of that card after the hit hit tools and the power. Uh, run, 95th percentile for sprint c- speed. Uh, and, you know, fielding, 92 percentile for outs above average. We saw him. The only thing uh, that he gets graded lowly on is his uh, outfielder jump, which Dalton Varshows was just incredible by comparison. Yeah. I think I think it still shows though that like even with him not being ranked very high on his jump, that he can still make some plays. He's I got mean, some if he range. Can, <laughs> if he can improve that, like that's a that's a reaction thing. That's a you know knowing off the bat where the ball's going and and how quickly to get started on your horse to get there. But I think he can get there. Uh, and he just shows this natural ability to do so. Durability A didn't have a lot of injury issues, uh, and I'm giving him an A plus for dogging him. And the okay. reason why is I think the reasons that you stated without saying he, he <laughs> fell off at the end. I, I understand that <clears throat> again. Uh, there there's there's some concerning numbers here for Alec Thomas, but uh, he's still 22 years old. And yeah, I couldn't yeah. imagine him having the season that he had last year at 22. I, I still think he was a guy that we even questioned if we might see him. I think we projected to see Alec Thomas more like we saw Corbin Carroll late in the year, maybe an addition. Uh, but he he ended up being a vital part of this team last year. Yeah, I think also his ability to go out there and you know play center field in a way that makes him that that won him the job pretty easily pretty I mean, quick obviously yeah. <laughs> there there's going to be some guys that fill in for him especially with the outfield that they've put together this season but i i feel like that job is going to be his and i think he earned it i really do think that he earned it i'm excited to see his progression this year like michael said uh there's just uh there, there's just a lot of things there that i feel like uh he's still learning about the game and improving on i think that uh, Corbin Carroll will probably be we'll probably see some similar things this year. I mean, not everything's going to go great with Corbin Carroll in 2023 um, and not everything's going to go great without Thomas either. I mean, his future still seems very bright. Uh, the fan graph projections aren't great. What do we the, what do we got? We got a, a line of 262, 320, 420 with a 0.8 wall, wow. 11 home runs and 65 RBI. That's honestly a pretty decent batting line. I mean, I mean that's really a, that, not terrible, right? That's a substantial step forward from where where Alec. I mean, if Alec Thomas does that and he plays center field the way that he did last year, he's a lot more than a what did it say? Zero point six WAR. Zero point eight. Zero point eight. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, 8. he was he was worth, uh, at least according to Baseball Reference, he was worth like one point five WAR last year already. Um, because he's I mean he's one of the best center fielders in baseball. So if you could even get just like league average offense from Alec Thomas with his defense, he's he's a three war player, I think at least j- just based on that. They don't they don't need Alec Thomas to, you know, bat 300 or have an 850, 875 OPS or anything like that. He could be a really good player if he's just able to, you know, maintain what he was for the first three months yeah. of the year, really. Yeah. If he just stays that player. He's going to be one of the better center fielders in baseball just by virtue of how good he is defensively. And I think, all, like you said, everybody's going to have a role on this team to play. You know what I mean? They they don't really necessarily need him. They, they'd probably like his on-base percentage to be higher. You know, that's probably sure. the one thing that would be great. Uh, less strikeouts, more walks. He actually, I think his, his strikeout rate wasn't actually bad. I think it, it, 18% was his strikeout rate, which is a little bit lower than league average. I think... 
Uh, Michael mentioned in the comments that his chase rate was 33%. Um, so there, there was some chasing out of the zone. But he generally has pretty good bat-to-ball skills. Um, the issue, as I alluded to earlier, is that a lot of times the ball ends up on the ground. <laughs> and he's, he's uh, in the 14th percentile for walks too. So that's yeah, he thing, doesn't he, he doesn't, doesn't walk, walk much. Often, yeah. He doesn't walk or strike out much. It's he's putting the ball in play, but he's not making super hard contact as you talked about earlier. Not at all. And he had a 58 percent ground ball rate, um, which among players who had 400 or more plate appearances last year, that was the second highest in baseball, trailing only Christian Yelich. <laughs> which is interesting um if you're if you're wondering uh, how you're christian down, sorry. yeah if, i mean if you're wondering like how did christian yelich go from being a superstar to being kind of a mid-level offensive player it's because he's hitting the ball on the ground way too much and that's kind of what alec thomas's biggest flaw was last year as well and honestly he's not the only one i mean when you look across the board there were you know that was a running problem with it several was. guys that were it struggling was. offensively. Yeah. Cattell Marte is another one of those guys. So um, let's see what, what another season does for these guys. And honestly, I don't know. There's not a lot of changes here, but I feel like what, you know, what we really could see is young guys like Alec Thomas, you know, improve past these project projections. And if we could get uh, a return for guys like Marte, if we could even get Melanson, to be a bit more of what he was, not necessarily the closer, but somebody <laughs> that can be a value in the bullpen. Um, like it, it's weird, but just those two guys kind of getting back on track for the type of players we've seen them be yeah. in the past could single-handedly set this team up for more success totally. in 2023. Yeah, Jim makes a great point in the comments. Uh, Alec Thomas is an anti-three-true-outcome guy, uh, which is sort of refreshing in, in some ways, right? There's a lot, a lot of baseball players who are all about you know, the walks, the strikeouts and, yeah. and, and the home runs. Alec yeah, yeah. Thomas is is none of those things. Um, and I think there's also, you know, with the pitch clock, with the restrictions on uh, disengagements for pitchers coming in 2023, we could maybe see Alec Thomas uh, run a, a little bit. It's not That's something he's done a whole lot of in the past. But um, I mean, you mentioned his 92nd percentile sprint speed or whatever it is before. That's the kind of sprint speed that, that could probably play on the base pads. So it'll be interesting to see if Thomas is a little bit more aggressive in that regard in 2023. Uh, and if he does, we're taking him to Mavericks for some bowling and to Octane Raceway to race some race some go-karts. How, how many stolen bases does he have to have in order for you to take him to, to Octane uh, Raceway? One more than he had last year. One more? That's all. Any improvement on last year's Wow, that, you're actually setting the bar pretty low. Am um, I? How, how many has he got? I think he had four, I want to say. Come on. See? Get your shit together. Get five stolen bases, and we can go ride some go-karts. Let's get it together. He had four. Yeah, yeah he had see? four. This is how you reward people. You do it by taking them to Mavericks and Octane Raceway. Uh, you dangle that carrot out there. Watch. He'll have eight. We'll see. But anyway, uh, you can use that yourself as any kind of motivation for your kids, for your spouse, whoever you want to get out of the house. Whoever you want to do something, tell them you'll take them to Mavericks, and that's the reward because... Uh, especially on Wednesdays, which is the day that we're talking right now. It's winning Wednesday, and it's half-price arcade games all day long. What what better day to go than on Wednesday? So make sure to check them out. Uh, it is the only uh, full-year indoor-outdoor racetrack, so where else are you going to get? Not to mention, it's a great place to spend uh, the Super Bowl. There are Super Bowl packages, including food, game cards, laser tag, and more. They have gigantic screens everywhere you look. There's so much fun to do. If you want to watch the game, but you know the people that are coming to your party aren't, they're just going to talk and eat stuff and whatever. <laughs> it's a perfect place to go. Let them go do their thing and you can watch the game. But uh, enjoy the Super Bowl experience at Mavericks. 
Uh, book in advance right now at mavericks.com backslash the big game. And also take your kids there. It's a great place to take your kids and have a blast. Take the whole family, uh, friends. It doesn't matter. Where, it doesn't matter. If you want to have a fun time, you can do it at Mavericks and Octane Raceway. Uh, Jesse, we're all about having fun, too. It's not just, We are. We don't we do are. it just when we go to Mavericks and me and this guy play zombie shooting games together. Uh, we have fun on the internet because Fangraphs. <laughs> Dan Zimborski has Dan way too Zimborski much fun on the internet. Dan Zimborski has fun on the internet, and we just get to laugh at his hijinks. But, um, of course, we talked about his Fangraph projections. That's the that's the numbers side of things. But on the AI side of things, uh, Zimborski is a, is a delight. Uh, he <laughs> loves artificial intelligence, as we've talked about in the past. And uh, just recently... Uh, he released he he released an incredible list of uh, baseball clickbait headlines created by AI, and the list is incredibly long. Uh, we wanted to put it up on a graphic. You wouldn't have been able to see anything. No, there's way too many of them and uh, way too little space. <laughs> but the point is, is that Jesse and I want to click on every single one of these headlines. <laughs> they are the clickbaitiest clickbait headlines, and the thing that makes me sad is that there is no article attached to a clickbait headline like every baseball bat ever what does that even mean <laughs> just every bat ever how long is that article it must be a long article oh my god um yeah uh the important the most important reason you should always put condoms in your baseball cap what i don't know uh, that's what do you got? terrifying what, what are, like of course of course we are uh we we are not without arizona diamondbacks related uh headlines and we have this one. Let me let me ask you this. Can you not click on an article entitled Why Madison Bumgarner is literally the life of every party? <laughs> ah, why? I need that. I, I, I need an answer to that. I just love that like the neural network somehow somehow knew to come up with that and yeah. it's like the most perfect right. thing ever. The neural network knew enough about Madison Bumgarner to know that, that would be a hilarious headline. If you plug in a lot of players there, that's not that's not nearly as enticing of a headline. Here, well, let's try it. Why is that gallon is literally the life of every party? It's eh, not. It's not as no. interesting. But why it's Madison Bumgarner? A Madison. Imagine if it said Mason Saunders. Holy shit! Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, we have. Let's see. We've got Aaron Judge could punt for the Mets. <laughs> um, we have uh, every Oakland A's starter is better than your team's ace, which is a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Very much a hot take. Uh, we have three shoulder surgeries, uh, one team, one prediction. <laughs> Ooh, three shoulder surgeries, one team, oh my God. one prediction. Uh, Tyler Malley looks like an accountant, yeah, which is fair. That's true. That, that's that's actually, just subjectively true. These five players are most likely to murder a goat. Yeah, that, yeah. You tell me Michaela Perkins isn't going to click on that headline about <laughs> murder and murdering a goat. That's a that's a surefire way to gain her interest. But, of course, we thank Dan so much because between uh, his AI images, his AI clickbait headlines, and everything else he gives us uh, from the neural network. We, He's just great with robots in general. He is like, great with the man robots. Is, he knows how to program he a computer to do some great things. He should be involved in the umpires, the robot umpires, he should. right? He should. In some way? I don't know. Yeah, we, we, need, we need the neural network to call balls and strikes. Yes. That would, that would yes. really be something. <laughs> what would they even call them? Well, I couldn't even imagine what names they would come up with them. Um, but we do have an update to a previous story that also uh, we find hilarious. Uh, our friend of the show, Jack Ramsey, uh, Mets blogger, uh, officially doesn't have to eat a RAV4 anymore due to the Carlos Correa I mean, I, I am an advocate for RAV4s, I but I did, I, did really wanna, I, I did really want to see how this would materialize for right. him. Right. I still, I still he, think the cake was the best way to go with it. But again, Jack, 
I don't know what to say. Uh, you know, he said he said he would eat a Rav four if the, if Carlos Correa signed with the Mets, and he is in fact not signing with the Mets. So I guess I don't know. I don't like the fact this. Deal he really well. lucked out, honestly. I'm kind I of mean, bad. He really, yeah. Like I'm this. pretty sure, like we were we were dumbfounded on yesterday's show. Why are the New York Mets even backing out of this? Right? Like, yeah. like if Steve Cohen is willing to spend all this money. It just seems odd that, you know, for whatever reason, he, you know, he wanted to be able to negotiate more than he was actually able to. Curry winds up with the Twins instead. I'm pretty sure that the actual reason the Mets passed up on Carlos Correa was just so that Jack Ramsey uh, would no longer have to do this outrageous thing that he promised to do. Steve Cohen saw that and, you know, he had some sympathy and he was like, you know what, for the betterment of Jack Ramsey. Uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna back off. We're gonna let Carlos did, Correa become a twin. Did he do it for Jack, or did he do it on behalf of Rav Fours? Is he? Is, That's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rav Fours are the other the other right, big Rav the other Ford, big winner. Rav Four is the real victim here. Let's be honest. <laughs> and, and a completely innocent Rav Four was going to be eaten by a human. Uh, over, you know, a signing of a free agent. Like, that's not fair. That's <laughs> it all, I mean, in my mind, it depends on what generation of RAV4 we're talking about. Because, yeah. I mean, the, the yeah. third gen, which is yeah. the one that I have, right. we can't, there, there no, can be there no, be no destruction. There, there will be no harming of any third gen RAV. I will not have any of that. But Which one you know, on the fire? Which one, which one are you putting in the dumpster? I mean, I think the, the first gen, I wish we had screenshots of these. The, the first gen RAV4 yeah. is really cute. It's very oh, it adorable. Is. Yeah, it is. My it's, mom wanted one back when it first yeah, came out. Yeah, it's it's she, the kind of SUV that can only be described as cute, adorable, if you will. Adorable, yeah. yeah. yeah which sure. is a which is a conflicting place for an SUV to mm. fall in the spectrum yeah. because they're yeah. supposed to be like kind of you know like the tough guy car. The tough, yeah. And uh, and the first gen is is not that. There aren't that many first gens that still are capable of driving around. So mm. if we have to burn something, I, I guess yeah. I guess that's probably the one that would make the most sense. Brian Abdallah asks, who backs out better, Rabs, Rab Fours or baseball teams? Yeah. <laughs> who backs out? Yeah. Interesting, yeah. interesting. You, you drive um, one. Does the Rab Four? I mean, it, it works. Backs, yeah, yeah. The, the reverse does does work. Um, but it but it but it tells you why it's backing out instead of it just being a mystery. Right, usually you're behind the backing <laughs> out of it, right? So yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go with the Rav Four backs out. Better. The Rav Four backs yeah, out better. It, it listens to instructions better than yeah. than some baseball yeah, teams sure. probably do. For so sure. there but, you go. <laughs> uh, of course, tomorrow we have so much more to talk about. Uh, the odds are out for awards uh, on DraftKings Sportsbook app, and we are going to talk all about Corbin Carroll uh, and being being a, a favorite. Uh, for the rookie of the year, as we knew he was. We already knew that. We didn't need a, an app to tell us that. But make sure to join us. In the meantime, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at phnx underscore dbacks. But of course, all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we thank you guys again so much for joining us here in the chat. On behalf of Leah, Jesse, and myself, we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Dan Zimborski makes things with the Artificial Intelligence Network.